Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rural Spark podcast. I'm Helen Murphy, and today we're revisiting one of our most popular topics, rural physician recruitment, but this time with a new angle. We learned recently through Twitter that one of our regular listeners, Sarah Cape, a medical student from Canada currently studying in Ireland, has started to promote the rural medicine option to other future doctors studying abroad. We connected with Sarah to learn more about this and soon realized that this talent pool is substantial in size and often overlooked in the usual recruitment activities. These doctors can, Sarah believes, be part of the solution to our rural doctor shortage. We're grateful to have Sarah with us today to share her first-hand insights. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to Rural Spark. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, terrific. And you're calling from across the pond. You're over in Ireland. You know, we've done a number of episodes on Rural Spark about rural medicine and doctors and how to recruit doctors to rural areas of Canada. But I don't actually know a lot about this phenomenon of people studying, Canadians studying medicine abroad like you are. Tell us about Canadians studying medicine abroad as you're doing in Ireland. Are we talking about large numbers? Yeah, so there's a lot of us here. We would be called international medical graduates uh, when we decide to return home or IMGs, as I'll probably say a lot throughout the rest of our chat. And the way it works is most of us would have completed our medical undergraduate degrees in Canada or the United States and then come to Ireland for medical school. Um, But there is a large cohort that apply to the direct entry program right after high school, which is a five or six year program here instead of four. So there's a lot of reasons why a student might decide to go abroad. And because of those reasons, there's just a lot of us. There's about a third of my class is Canadian, which is about 30 people. And I estimate that there's about a thousand Canadians studying in Ireland right now. And that's just Ireland. So the numbers are significant. Absolutely. That's really interesting that there's so many of them. Do you have the impression that most of them do plan to come back to Canada to practice? I'm I'm sure there's demand all over the world. Yeah, I mean, most do express an interest to return to Canada. You know, there are a few who might be attracted to programs in America that might not be offered in Canada, but most do say that they want to go home. And many of us will end up in general practice because that's just where most of the jobs are. So we have a pretty large pool of Canadians wanting to come back and be family doctors. Wonderful. And Sarah, you've already made the decision, I understand, that you do want to practice rural medicine. And when you grew up and and in your young adulthood, you had both rural and urban experiences, right? Tell us about what led you to that decision to want to be a rural doctor. Yeah, so I did grow up in a rural community about an hour outside of Ottawa and really started to consider returning later in life when I got married and was thinking about where, you know, my husband and I want to have a family. So having this in my head as I entered medical school, I started looking into the different training schemes and jobs for family doctors and was really blown away by the expanded skill set that rural generalists have. So it really appeals to me on a lot of different levels. I also really like the advocacy work that you see a lot of prominent rural generalists undertake. So it just kind of felt like this is the environment I want to be in. I think you kind of want to, I understand that you kind of want to share that too, and would like more medical students like yourself studying in Ireland to understand what the benefits of coming back to Canada to practice rural medicine. Tell us about the initiative that you've started now to try to spread that word and build up that interest. Sure. So we started a group that really was just imagined or or meant to be a platform to connect Canadian medical students in Ireland with other Canadian medical students that were interested in rural medicine and also share resources and information about 
you know, what are the challenges facing rural communities in Canada and what are the opportunities for us to go work back home? So there's really nothing like this. And we just want to be in the loop when we return. So we thought this was a great way just to get ourselves more informed and kind of bring more people into that kind of circle. But what we've kind of discovered is that many students have no idea what makes rural practice different than an urban practice other than geography, of course. So it just felt like the perfect opportunity to educate students about how exciting a rural practice can be. And with this sort of initiative, we hope to maybe generate some substantial interest in rural practice. I assume during the pandemic that you're actually connecting with these other students virtually, and maybe that's the plan anyway, you could tell us about that. And also where are you finding things to share that will be of interest and what kinds of things are you sharing with these other students? Yeah, so we started just kind of looking on social media and finding talks that residency programs were holding. And I also found there was actually a guide created by the Northern Ontario School of Medicine, Rural Medicine Interest Group. So they they outlined how to start an interest group. So it was really perfect, kind of packaged and, and ready for me just to take and run with. But yeah, podcasts. I mean, we have this podcast up on the list and just resources for people to kind of get connected with rural Canada, with rural healthcare, and with other students. Right. And, and when it comes to models of engaging with medical students for rural communities and building up rural practice, the Northern Ontario School of Medicine is really a leader in that field. I think not just in Canada, but in the world, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And we did have, I think, their first CEO, Dr. Roger Strasser, was one of our first interviewees on the podcast. We learned a little bit about that was great. And they are making a difference in um, the Northern Ontario communities for sure. And of course, Canada's so big, we have uh, rural communities across the country and, and more needs to be done in other areas. What's been the reaction that you've seen so far to students that you're connecting with and spreading that message with? Yeah, it's been really positive. There's a lot more interest than we could have guessed and a lot more students that were already set on applying to rural programs. So of course that was a happy surprise. And we've also had a lot of people just surprised with the material that we're sharing, saying things like, oh, I had no idea that a family doctor could do this or that, which of course is true because in a, in a rural setting, the, the GPs just do more than what they might do in, a, in an urban setting. So it's been just, it's just been a really exciting process to be a part of. Well, we know what the benefits are, of course, for family life and personal life living in rural communities. We're big boosters of that. But tell us a little bit more about what you said about there's, other, there's more that, that family practitioners do in a rural community. There might be types of surgery, et cetera, that you wouldn't do if you were working in an urban facility. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. So I've heard the term kind of expanded skill set used, which means you might have a family doctor that is able to do more minor surgeries and sometimes even bigger surgeries like emergency kind of surgeries because they're the only doctor in the town. But there's, there's also different responsibilities that a rural doctor might have. For example, they would cover the the hospital shifts and do rounds, or they would also be an emergency doctor as well as a family doctor. So there's just a lot of options to expand your practice if you're in a rural setting. Well, what would you like to see develop from this group that you've started with, you know, engaging with uh, some of our medical students who are studying abroad? Where, where would you like to see that go? So we would like to have a platform that really connects all Canadian medical students that are at Irish institutions, just to have, just to kind of make sure we've covered everybody that's here. 
we need to conduct some research to better understand the students' ideas, concerns, and expectations about rural practice so we know who to target and what information to share if we're looking to grow interest in rural practice. I would like a program that exposes students to rural practice in Canada sooner, you know, with things like research projects, electives, mentorships, maybe a lecture series, something that helps us identify interested students early and then foster that interest so that they're ready to go when they come home. And some programs like this have already been developed at urban Canadian medical schools. So I think it's really feasible for us just to do that in Ireland. Yeah, it does make sense. And, you know, in Canada, we see health authorities and different healthcare institutions. They're going to trade shows with medical students and residents, and they're making their pitch and trying to recruit. As a medical student from Canada studying in Ireland, do you get pitches often? I mean, are you and your classmates, are you being um, targeted by recruitment efforts from Canada, or is there not much of that happening? There's really not much of that happening. Now, I don't have, you know, kind of robust research on why, but I do think that historically, you know, people have known that if you target students who have grown up in a rural environment, they're probably more likely to return. So we, we know that. And kind of anecdotally, I would suspect that there's a lot more international students who are from urban environments, but not everybody is like myself. And given the sheer volume of us, I think that that it really would be worth uh, looking into connecting more with international medical graduates as a source of doctors that could fill some of those really needed spots in Canada. I want to take a moment here to thank our sponsor, ExploreNet. Rural broadband is getting a lot of attention these days, and ExploreNet has been a champion for rural Canadians for over 15 years. With their nationwide network, no matter where you choose to live, ExploreNet can keep you connected to what matters. If you want to find out more about what ExploreNet services are available in your area, check out their website at ExploreNet.com. That's X-P-L-O-R-N-E-T dot com. Right. And since the competition is so stiff, right, for new doctors coming out, some of our rural communities are really moving in heaven and earth to try to get their message out and recruit. So there, there might be a bit of a disconnect or an audience here that we're missing. You know, like you say, many, maybe many of them are from urban areas. But again, some students from urban areas could be attracted to the rural experience as well. Yeah. And again, like I said, the sheer volume of us, I think, makes it worth looking into as, as a pool of applicants. For sure. What do you think rural communities could do more of? Is, is there a way to maybe reach an international audience of medical students? How would people go about reaching a student like you? I think historically, pre-COVID, medical students would have had the opportunity to do electives in Canada. So if this was, you know, normal times, I would say that really just trying to get more elective spots for international medical graduates to come practice for a couple of weeks or a month in their community so that they could get to know the, the practitioners and, and the community. But of course now travel is difficult. So I think there are a few steps that could be taken and that would be hosting, you know, IMG specific information nights. There's a lot of talks that programs do that target medical students and they're often, you know, kind of late in the evening in Canada, which means that we would have to stay up until like 2 a.m. To, to tune in. So just little little steps like that would really help the schools engage with us. And, and when we can get back to doing electives, finding a platform like us to connect the students with the communities to just go, go practice there and live there for a few weeks, I think would be really valuable. 
And how does your group connect? Is it through social media? Do you have, you know, do you have a Facebook group or anything like that? Yeah, so with the students, we connect through a Facebook group called the Rural Interest Group. And that's kind of the main way that we share talks and we share resources with the students. We also have an Instagram page, which is at Rural Interest Group, where we those students can follow and we can post little stories to remind them of talks coming up. But that's where we also seem to be connecting a lot with the medical institutions in Canada. And I've just been lucky enough to make a lot of connections on Twitter myself. So we're not on Twitter as a group, but getting on Twitter was the best thing I think I could have ever done to just connect with, with doctors and with people like yourself about, you know, rural health. Yeah, I've found uh, like you, Sarah, that there's some really strong and interesting voices out there in, in the Twitterverse from rural medicine practitioners. There's really fascinating stuff and lots of good advocacy work happening. Yeah, yeah. Now, Sarah, tell us about your own plans. Are you are you in your, your, your final year or your second last year? And then what happens next for you? So I'm in my second last year, and this would be a time that I would normally be looking at finding electives, like I was talking about earlier, in Canada to familiarize myself with the different programs and different communities and, and doctors in those communities. But of course, COVID kind of has left everything up in the air. So for now, it's focus on this group and finishing up school. And then, yeah, I'll be looking to apply to programs, ideally somewhere where I've got family and I'm lucky enough to have family all over Canada. So I've just been doing a lot of research into Ontario and East and West Coast as to where where we can move for our next adventure. Wonderful. So medical students, would you say it's kind of maybe halfway through their uh, medical degree that they actually start kind of getting serious about looking for placements in communities to call home? Yeah, I would say third year is when we would really start to to ramp up and try to make those connections with the programs to just to get experience there and and also make ourselves appealing to them. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. And uh, I know there's a lot of our listeners are really keen to hear about new opportunities to recruit young, talented people like yourself in rural medicine. And we'll keep checking in to see how your group is doing. And maybe we'll see other ones pop up in other countries where we have Canadians studying abroad, pursuing their medical education. And uh, that could present even further opportunities for our communities. I hope so. That'd be great. Thanks so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And thanks to all of you for joining us this week. The Rural Spark team includes content producer Catherine Murphy and technical producer Tara Seabar. Music by Jason Shaw. We wish you all the very best for the week ahead in your part of rural Canada.